The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Good morning. So, it's my honor and pleasure to introduce my dear friend, colleague, and teacher, Sayada Ujagara. Um, Sayada Ujagara has been a monk for over 35 years, practicing in different traditions in Thailand, Sri Lanka, and in Burma especially. He's practiced in the tradition of Ubakin for many years and taught in that tradition also, of course, and uh, also in the tradition of uh, Venerable Pak Sayada, uh, which is how we met roughly a decade ago when uh, I was sitting with uh, Sayada, with Pak Sayada at the Forest Refuge and, and Sayada Ujagara was assisting uh, Pak Sayada and that's when we met. Um, and I won't introduce me because you see me enough at IMC. I'm Nikki Mergafuri and I'm affiliate teacher at IMC. Um, and um, yeah, and it's a delight to be here together today on the topic of time. It's not a topic that's often shared and talked about. And it's, it's so rich. Uh, actually, Bonte just... Uh, a month ago, he taught a whole week about time at BCBS at uh, Berry Center for Buddhist Studies. He taught a course uh, with lots of material. So what he gleaned to share today is just like a slim picking of what what his own studies about time has been and what, what he's shared. So, so we're really, really lucky to have him today. And he knows so much about time. He's been studying. You told me how many books you have, how, many you've been, how long you've been thinking about it, about time in Buddhism. So anyway, I'm really excited because I feel we'll all learn a lot today, including myself. So really excited. Um, so... Bhante, would you like us to say a few words of introduction yourself? Yeah, on the top <coughs> top here, this uh, that right. like right. okay. So uh, apparently, I know a lot about time, right? And then I, I I'm supposed to so I'm supposed to be the, the I mean a specialist about time. But I think that the more we know about it, the more we see that. Uh, uh, it's the knowledge, the, no, the knowledge may be there, but what we are looking at doesn't exist so much. So uh, time by itself, does it exist or it doesn't exist? Huh? So we will discuss these things. Huh? And uh, what is more important, like uh, also the reason why I got interested in time is just that uh, as you see, and as you have probably, you have probably, probably seen in your, in, in your meditation, when we start practicing meditation, we see the dimensions that the mind is able to navigate into and that uh, we all have different dimensions of, uh, of perception, of reality. So this is the aspect of time that is, entering, that, that is interesting. How do we fabric, uh, how do we, do we uh, construct time? How do we f- uh, construct the world in which we 
live, oh, the stories that we are making. It's all about time. So, um, uh, being interested in that, mostly with the practice, then I thought, well, why not uh, make a study of it and then uh, propose something to, uh, well, to discuss about it and then to put it into, uh, uh, into, into a context. So, of course, we have a lot of books. Like, I, I went to a lot through the, the whole literature. If you want references or, or things about talking about time, there is a lot. And it's very interesting. It's very interesting. But still, these books refer to the experience. And also, these books are mostly theoretical. Whereas, the Buddhist uh, teaching is very practical. It has nothing much to do with me metaphysical uh, speculation. So, uh, looking like we, today we will have, uh, we will take some time just to look at what, which text actually will refer uh, of, to the notion of time in, in Theravada Buddhism. Hmm? And then we will see that uh, uh, all the references regarding time are very practical. Also, there are not so many, and it's not so much of a definition of it, but uh, what to what does the term refers to? So, uh, so I think I, I think it is important to connect it with the practice. Also, that's why a day long will be connected with the practice, and then we'll see uh, according to the way we um, we, we want to uh, understand it or apply it. Then, then uh, we, we we will discuss about it. So I'm very happy, but uh, in in relation to the practice, in relation to the topic also, I think the topic is uh, really fascinating. So thank you, Bonte, for bringing that in, because I think, as we wrote in the uh, description, our hope is to keep the today's... Uh, Day long together, not so much intellectual. You know, we'll go over the some suttas as as promised. Also in the description, we have printouts for you. Oh, thank you, Bill. Um, uh, but we really the goal is to keep it practical about this life. What, what what's our relationship to time, and how can we practice with respect to it? So, speaking of practice, I'd like to just take a couple moments to to ask you uh, the guided meditation. I dropped in a few suggestions or, or contemplations, investigations. Uh, it would be lovely to hear from two or three people. What, what came up for you? Did you notice something about your relationship to time? Um, if you'd be so kind as to, to volunteer. Okay, now, oh, great, fantastic. I, I thought we were all jumping to this moment. Great. I found myself moving forward into the future uh-huh. and moving backwards into the past as you were sort of stating to not not really to not do that but just to notice it right and I noticed it I do that so much and being in the present is really a practice yeah, yeah. that I'd love to practice yeah <laughs> great terrific because that that what you just said actually noticing it mm-hmm. that is the practice. You notice the, pa- the tendency of your mind because when you actually notice what your tendency is, that, that right there brings you into the present moment, right? But if you're not yeah. noticing, your mind is going all over the place. Right. Um, great. Thanks for sharing that. What else? What else did you notice? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, a lot of uh, what 
goes on in my mind is sort of like rehearsing or thinking about, you know, this hypothetical situation. But in most cases, it's not the real future. It's just something I imagined. Right. Right. Anybody else have that? Anybody else hypothetical situation conversations that might happen in the future that never happen or things that you might do? Of course. That's the human condition. We, <laughs> great. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for bringing that that in. Yeah, that's, yeah, another one. Sylvie. Yes, it was very interesting when you were dropping those words because um, when you spoke about the future, I felt, oh, I'm in the present, that doesn't bother me, so I'm just going to let your voice go by. And then you started to talk about the past, and, and I noticed I said the same thing, I'm in the present. I'm like, what is she talking about the past? But then you said, do you notice that this moment you're kind of not letting it go? And then I said, yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. (laughs) I'm not letting it go. And so I try to just take another breath and just be there for that breath and not stay in the present one that was so good. Um, So that's something I had never noticed. Great. Thanks for bringing that in, Sylvie, because somehow, um, as we practice, you know, we, we, since we talk, we talk so much about the present moment, present moment, it also, it also gets reified. And if we don't notice it, we kind of reify, like, oh, yes, being in the present moment is, is, is so important. It's, that's the practice. And then we hang on to the present moment, instead of letting go of that also, letting go of the past, of the future, and the present. And that's radical. Great. Thank you, Sylvie. Yeah. One more. Um, I guess probably the main thing that my meditation practice helps me with, for most of my life I was on autopilot. I was either back there or somewhere in that delusional future. Uh Always. That's where my mind has been. And at least now, I know when I'm there. Exactly. I'm still there most of the time, not here. But it's like, you know, it was, it's only been a couple of years that I even realized that I wasn't here. Yeah. So I don't know how long it's going to take me to get here, but mm-hmm. at least <laughs> I know that, you know, that here is even someplace to go. Yeah. 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 And it's what's interesting in what you're saying is that, um, as I. Uh, um, said earlier, the moment you actually notice that you are in the past or the present, you, that is a moment of awareness in the present moment. So you are here already in that moment. You don't have to wait for it. It's already happening. Yeah, yeah one more, please. Just really quickly, yeah. um, about living in the fantasy, I just, I say this all the time, um, some of the worst things that ever happened in my life never really happened. Mm-hmm. So much suffering is in that fantasy in the okay. future. And the clinging to the past it's, mm-hmm. it was very interesting, the meditation and thinking about that. Yeah, great. Thanks for bringing that in. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I appreciate what you brought in. It, it, uh, I think there's also a quote attributed to Mark Twain that the, some of the worst things in my life, some of the 
most awful things in my life never happened. He says it much more eloquently than I just did, of course. Forgive me. But, but yeah, it's a lot of um, reliving the past. Reliving, if I had only done this, if I had only done that, I shouldn't have done this. Just a lot of, ah, instead of letting it be. It's, 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 it's a, I think of it as throwing perfectly good moments after bad moments, right? There's some moments that you did something unskillful and now you have a perfectly good moment right now to do something skillful and wholesome. And But no, you're going to continue to throw these good moments after the bad moments. Just like, so that metaphor works for me whenever that happens. Yeah, thank you. Great. Lovely. Thank you for the feedback. It's, it's a, for the... Um, or the feedback on the reflections. It's, it's lovely to make it alive because really time the way we relate to it is a part of our experience all the time. So, thank you. Oh, one more comment or question? Yeah, let's fit that in before moving on. In the back. I just wanted to thank you for adding the piece about not judging yeah. that. Because I think that that makes a huge difference when yeah. when we add even more suffering by judging. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So thank you for doing that. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, it again that that also a tendency that that um, as practitioners we tend to have we berate ourselves for not being in the present moment. Again, you did it again. Like, ouch! And that's not how practice really flourishes. Um, of just realizing, oh, that's what's happening, and letting go and being gentle, um, and bringing in metta. It, they're all intertwined, all these practices. So yeah, thanks for highlighting that, that lack of judgment. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so I'm going to pass it back to Bhante Vujagara. Just, just a comment about uh, uh, feeling guilty about uh, not being in the present moment, but also we have to uh, remember that uh, as a human being we have a mind and then also we have to think. And uh, thinking is not the problem. It's the attitude we have about the thinking that is going on and also uh, the way we are using our thinking. So, uh, so time... Uh, can be used also in relation to the past and the present, but it is done in the present moment. So that's why all the, the, the practice uh, brings us, uh, grounds us in the present moment, but it doesn't mean that, it doesn't mean necessarily that we cannot think about the past or, or the future. We have to be knowing what, what is going on there, and then, you know, when we have to think, then we have to think, then when we have to think, then we think properly. Mm-hmm.